All right, hard yarders. Today, uh, before we get to our incredible guest, Aaliyah pa- Kanani. I nearly, I nearly said it. Punani. I know. Kanani. I told you rhymes with Punani and then uh, it's over. It's over. It's game over. Delby is uh, a little crook after last night's first opening for Fringe. So Ema has joined in as our co-host. But yes. before we get to what we spoke about today on the episode, we are, today's episode is brought to you by, as you can see behind our guests, All Trades Cover. Dot com dot au. Shouts out to John Elliott. John Elliott, bro, he is fucking sick. He's uh, that mate. They're the best. Uh, all trades cover. They uh, they'll hire you. Uh, they cover you for all of your trades uh, needs. Any insurance you need on that. Um, I don't want to give specifics. He told us not to give specifics, <laughs> so he doesn't get in trouble. But uh, there are uh, definitely a lot of things they can do. If you're a big business, small business, tradies, um, they can get around you and help you. So uh, make sure you get it. Uh, maybe they can cover you for your uh, your scooter impending. Action. Accident. Yes, <laughs> no, 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 you should have seen it. I look like a dweeb with that helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is also brought to you by Vibe Culture. Uh, Vibe Culture is um, like a supplement. Uh, they've uh, electrolytes. It's a pick me up, wake me up blend. They're it's bloody awesome, actually. Um, you mix mm. it in. You have about a scoop and a half with uh, four hundred mils of water. Yeah, it's it's actually good. It's like it's got a little bit of caffeine, and it just gives you that good pick me up. It's got um, a few. Uh, Amino acids and all the good stuff that, that you need. Lovely. It's I actually. I'm going gi- to give it the old college try, man. And it actually, it's it's like a, it's one of those things. If it, if it didn't have the benefits, it still tastes really good. So I, I prob- thought you were say it pairs well with vodka. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking think it would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? it, it would de- I know what I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, thank you so much for Vibe Culture for coming on. Fucking Shout awesome. out to Vibe Culture. Without those sorts of sponsors, we can't do what we're doing. And also, uh, finally, this episode is brought to you by Kahuna Golf. Uh, Kahuna is uh, probably one of the my favourite uh, sort of attires when it comes to golf. They've got the, the floral sort of arrangements. Breathable. Yeah, oh, it's definitely breathable, good in the heat, and I love the colours and the bright stuff. So uh, they have a discount code for you, HardYarns15. So if, if you want to get on their website, kahunaco.com, or actually just look in our link in our bio, you'll find it. Shouts uh, out Kahuna. And the, sh- and the show, notes, uh, show notes, you'll find uh, Kahuna. Uh, they've got the best golf apparel. But aside from that, uh, we are joined by a couple of incredible guests today. I'm not going to try and pronounce your name again because I'll fuck it up and say Panani. Panani, ladies and gentlemen, Aliyah Kanani, Canadian actor. Or is it is it is it right to say actress these days, or do they want you to say actor? I've been saying I always say actor. Bruh, honestly, I'm happy with either. You know what I mean? I'm, like I've been called a lot worse. Hokey wokies <laughs> will say, "Don't change." Like we're all the same. anyway. Yeah, um, I know. But, I know. Uh, but the you know, like the awards are still they yeah. still say actress in the award. Okay, well, you know what I mean? But then when they refer to you as an actor so I'm like you guys don't even know what you're doing mm, exactly but uh, incredible episode uh, great story and we got a little deep and meaningful at some point so what uh, do you remember what we spoke about at all oh yeah we talked about all kinds of things we talked about I mean like sh- mushrooms we mm. talked about chasing your dreams we talked about your ass rash that was an interesting segue <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just to me did we <laughs> every time episode he brings out his ass rash gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> did we did we now you gotta watch it to find out do you see what we did there? Oh, that's, a, that's a great hook. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a great episode, eh? Yeah, and, and, and you, you forgot about your raunchy fans. Oh, raunchy, yeah. Oh, old raunchy, they're, uh, they're bloody good. We're, uh, we try, I try to speed through them so that we don't have too many sponsors at the start. But raunchy, mate, uh, they opened up there and they got a good shout out during the episode. But they're, uh, they're, they're all always on board and always supportive. So oh, raunchy, nice. the beer that's Legends. actually good. So... Uh, aside from that, let's get into the episode. It's, yeah. It was been awesome, so let's get hard. Let's get hard. You. I won't say that. 
fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Adelby and Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get home. <laughs> Recording, so anything now I've got only was written on for record. Hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been fun. I'm going to get out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. When there's start coming out. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So did you guys uh, kick off? We'll yeah, just get into it. Are you guys kick off last night? You guys in? Yeah. Around um, Fringe at all last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. Headless Chook Marathon has started now. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Um, and what did you what did you get up to? Uh, how many shows have you got? Uh, well, f- yesterday I did like four spots, do you know what I mean? Just like random shows or whatever. My solo shows uh, don't kick off until February 4th. So I'm just stacked with like a bunch <laughs> of just like gigs in the meantime. Yeah. Yesterday I was running around the city too. Like I had one at like the Guilford Hotel. I had oh, one yeah. Like just doing the doing the most, but it was so fun. Yeah. So Sa- fun. Xavier sorting a heap of gigs. Sorry. Xavier. Uh, yeah, that was with Xavier. I had uh, you know Dan Willis's uh, you know like the early friend show. That was fun. Yeah, that was so fun. That was yeah. so fun. Same with Corey White's show was really fun. Oh yeah, sick. Yeah. Uh, what else? I don't even remember. What was the other one that I did? A bunch. There's, I did a bunch. There's so many going, on. and but like. Uh, I'm hearing less ticket sales across the board everywhere, pretty low at this year. Are you yeah. guys finding that yet? Or Yo, um, so Dan Willis' show, tickets were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corey's turnout was pretty good as well. Yep. Um, comedy Lounge, as as usual. Standard, yep. yep like they, they What's the Comedy Lounge run? Uh, that, uh, what does it hold? Yeah, like, oh no, no, well yeah, what does it hold? It holds about 171. Uh, uh, so um, on, a, on a standard night, it will be 150, but they can put 170 in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, Johnny has a, a theory that if... If they're comfortable, yeah, they can pay more. That's well, a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, yeah. he's he's proven actually. Yeah. Their their prices went like in the last four years have gone up so much, and they're still sold out every. Yeah, yeah. Year. isn't that just nuts? But it's like, nuts. if you can, you can. Like, oh if, yeah, if the product's there, absolutely, yeah. and it is right, and it is. That's the thing. He's he runs an amazing club. Mate, it's quality. Yeah. Uh, I still think oh, I still think their videos don't do it justice. Their clips and stuff. I think there's something that needs to be. And, and I, I know that doesn't that happens with any comedy. Never yeah. does it justice because right. it has to be in the room. But right. there's just something. There's something about the sound. There's something about the editing. I don't know. Who, uh, I think it's is it um, who does the uh, the editing uh, of the Josh videos? Durkin, Durkin, uh, Durkin does, yeah. does the videos now. I I, I don't know what it is. There's just something where I, and I, I've just, never just been a, able just, to a, just a little small missing piece. Yeah, there's yeah. something. But, but they're, they're, they're on track though. Like I think Josh only took the job on just recently. Hundred so percent. Like, yeah. yeah so. But I don't know what what it is. I'm not saying anything about Josh. Just more like, yeah, there's something I, I, about there capturing is, comedy. I, I had a conversation with a, a comedian who's really good at doing the clips, mm. and he was telling me that the rhythm. Uh, is very different when you're doing stuff online. He says half yeah. the time he even cuts out the laughter just to get to the next line quicker yeah. because of people's attention span. Yes. He goes, you think that they want to hear the laughter because then we then they know instinctively that this joke was funny and they'll laugh along mm. just like in a club, but he's like not online. It's he interesting, says, I hey? cut, 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 just line, 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 and then I'll have a bit of a laugh at the end and cut it just as the laugh is starting because mm. then it just leaves more to the imagination. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like something to keep in mind. Yeah. Not 
that I put any clips online, yeah. but eventually when I do. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what it is. You're looking at it from someone who tells jokes and then you're like, that's how I want it to look. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, maybe the ego in you wants to hear the laugh. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm ringing out the very last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's, just, let's just turn it up. As a you know laugh. what I mean? <laughs> how do we amp up the audio part <laughs> of this part? Are you just right that, over here. That right? one yeah. final guy that goes... Bringing <laughs> <laughs> them out, bro. One hundred percent. But um, yeah, I have noticed that as well. So, and they are different. They're yeah. so much more different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's just uh, that's just part of it, really. Isn't like it? The, the sound, the the guy that does the clips for the comics lounge in Melbourne. Yeah, like he's he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, he he's, he slices them up and actually puts a little emojis and. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The, the front heading, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. already looks captivating. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So and the titles, I think the intro titles are a big yeah. thing too. Like to get people, like a lot of them are like shock value to get people. Like it's amazing. Like know, some like people are just too many immigrants. You know, like something, <laughs> <laughs> like, like something to get people's attention. Because there's so, some com- comedians have been have been so successful specifically because of the way that they've put their clips up. Yeah, um, yeah. You look at. Um, Oh, we had on the podcast Kidgel. Oh, I was about to say Luke Kidgel's been on, but yeah. just uh, his he he sells out theatres now and goes Frenchy. fucking yeah, and yeah, exactly yeah. just through you know winning the algorithm. Doing yeah, it. and they're, they're both talented, but like you know, yeah, um, yeah. and then if you get someone that is ta- like extremely talented and has the algorithm, the, no, fuck no, man. If you know the maths, like you're laughing, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And this yeah. is what I was, I was actually um, talking to Rory Lowe about this the other day and he's got a pretty good following. Yeah. And but he's got the talent. Like you watch him go up there and he knows how to command a room. We oh. went and did actually fuck this is a good story. So we went and did um uh, the raunchy Raunchy Brewing Co., uh, one of our sponsors over yep. here, the beer. Uh, he he just bought a, a pub, uh, really near the least, the old convenience. Yeah, the old convenience, yeah. And uh, he he's uh, he's sort of got plans on potentially doing some regular comedy there. Okay. Uh, but okay. regardless, it was a bit of a, just a soft launch, just get some some friends, family, and uh, a few local. Uh, the guy that actually owns Raunchy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, owns, owns so the, it's called Sir Henry's. Uh, yeah, it's called Sir Henry's in Northbridge. Uh, it's an Irish pub. It's fucking awesome. But he wants to do a bit of regular comedy there. Yeah, okay. so he's uh, like as a new convenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So he's it's it's a slightly different layout, and we we actually sussing it out to see if it's possible to to get it done. But that aside, anyway, we, <laughs> it, on the night it's definitely not set up for comedy. No spotlight, no <laughs> um, like average sort of uh, mic system in place. People there not specifically to watch comedy. People literally come into a pub to have a beer, and you know congratulate and, and celebrate with Ian on buying a new pub. Yeah. And so he's like, nah, I still want you guys to do comedy. And so he gets me, Wolfie and Delby to do Who's Rhyme with, with Max Shane. And then Wolfie said, oh, I'll bring Rory as well because I ain't doing 10 minutes in I'm a sorry, fucking place you, like that. Did you see there was no mic and no spotlight? No, there was there was no spotlight and the mic was like, it was it was just a one, it was a solo oh, okay. speaker. <laughs> just a megaphone? Yeah, it's basically. Greetings! <laughs> <laughs> so it was quite... It so you were set up for success. <laughs> well, and well, Wolfie's fucking <clears throat> shitting it going... This is fucked. Delby set us up to fail. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there is no, there's no spotlight. So Delby goes and does uh, Who's Rhyme with Max Shane, and that's you can do that anywhere. Like it's yeah. a fun thing where you w- run around the crowd, and he does does the rapping, and it's and it's fucking awesome. 
sets a vibe fucking high early and then Wolfie's got to go and he's like, I'm not going on stage. I'm not doing on stage. I'm going to go stand in the doorway because it's closer to everyone. So he goes and stands in the doorway, does his thing, yells at fucking cunts for a while, then <laughs> has a mental breakdown so after a while. So classic. He told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the one that told me that Rochi uh, took over the, the, the old club. I was with him yesterday, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man. I was... I came back home. I said I, I, I had to leave him. Like my cheeks were just hurting. He's fucked. Dude, he, was, it, like, he was just saying random shit to people. Like, like hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. Oh, you're not gonna start a fish fight again. Today, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, so he's uh, he's gone on, done his thing. I have to go up after Wolfie, which is quite difficult on the best yeah. of nights. Um, and uh, yeah, trying to talk, do comedy to a room. It's only five minutes. I only have to do five minutes. And, and I've got them a little bit, but it's, it's quite difficult. Again, people are talking in the background. And then Rory comes on after me. And genius. He, go, he goes up, he puts the mic down. He says, I'm not going to use a mic. <laughs> so everyone just shuts, shuts up. up. Yeah. Everyone goes quiet. Even the people who weren't watching and listening to the comedy, who were just there for a beer, they yeah. stopped potentially because they were felt like it was rude to talk over so the other people couldn't hear. Whatever it was, it yeah, just fucking it brought everyone oh, in. Well and everyone yeah. went quiet and he fucking got them. Oh, and I well was like, done. you fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's not only is – and I don't like to like blow smoke up too many people's ass too much, but like he's got the talent. Yeah. He's, he's actually smart and logical when it comes to adjusts adjusts to the situ- situation. A hundred percent, and yeah. and um, and he has a reasonable following. So if he can just crack it a little bit further, oh yeah, he will be that next one who can sell out. Well, like he can be the Luke Kidgel who will sell out theaters, For not sure. big rooms, theaters. And yeah. he's that he's that close. He can do it in a run. He can sell out a theater's worth over yeah. in you know two hundred seaters or. But yeah, he he was he's just trying to figure that out, and uh, I'm interested to see because I think he's the next sort of one to do that. Yeah, uh, well, since we lost Amos, uh, yeah, to the states, yeah, <laughs> bro, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Amos is. Okay, I always said Amos. But is isn't next. that the isn't that the trajectory? Like, I mean, realistically, it's I, it is for Canadians, right? Like in Canada, the trajectory is always that, right? Yeah, is that you're eventually you're building towards then going to the U.S. and it's unfortunate, right, that we have to export. Like that, but it's it's a numbers game, right? Like yeah. it's the again, it's mm. the maths, right? Like you're just mm. you're well. That's where the big that's where the big show is, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't get certified until you get certified mm. uh, by the, the, state, the states. Amos is what's he? He's writing uh, with John Cleese and stuff now, yeah, I think. Or a TV show, yeah. Sorry, say that again. A, a reboot. Yeah, reboot of Faulty Towers. Yeah. He's writing Are you on that. Me? Yeah, it's fucking nuts, John man. Cleese? John, John Cleese. John Cleese. A reboot of Faulty Towers. Yeah. <gasps> So oh then, like, goodness. and I don't know if I'm allowed wow. to say that, but no, nah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's, that's brilliant. Known. But um, yeah, like, so for him to have, he's reached that point, you know, opens up with Jim Jeffrey, does all that all the yeah. time. Yeah, so like, he's yeah. got his foot in the door. But yeah, you lose the best. <laughs> yeah, go to the states. Then the new he's here though at the moment doing the stables. Yeah, has, he, has he touched down yet? Uh, I, think, I think he comes in a few weeks. I don't uh, know, like in a week or so. I don't know, uh, but definitely trying to get him. Definitely try and get him on the pod while he's here, but. Maybe he's too big for us now. No, get uh, get nah. Delby, get Delby to reach out. Yeah, yeah, Delby, yeah, yeah. He's, he's already said a couple of times you come. Oh, out. actually, uh, Wolfie. Yeah, Wolfie. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. get Wolfie to do, uh, do it. Um, but yeah, so that'll be uh, kind of cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you go. I'll go back to that. It's always going to um, the US, uh, but in Canada to a certain point, in UK as well. There are a couple of other. No, big nobody's coming to Canada to make it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't have the population to support it. Yeah, like regardless of everything else, we just don't have the population to support it. You know, Canadians. It's we we say it like as an artist, you if you want to make it, you got to leave. Mm. You know, it's just. But it is a good uh, playground to like 
work out. You sharpen know, that blade. Sharpen that blade. Yeah, is there a... Is it, is, I mean, it's pretty difficult from Australia. We're f- so far away. Yeah. Um, I do see a fair amount of, you know, Australian actors starting to make it. Um, that, that's the thing, though. Like, um, uh, if, if you want to be in your own right recognised as an Australian comedian, yeah. you can you can have a fruitful career. Yeah. As you've seen, like, the Carl Barons. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, um, Nazim is doing well for mm-hmm. himself. Um, it, but, but it just depends, like, how... F- how far of a reach that you're trying to have, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, it comes. I think it comes down to, well, got America is a big. That's a big selling point. Mm. But then online, so look at uh, uh, Nima. Nima, yeah. he's yeah, com- yeah. he's coming on on Wednesday. So oh, um, sick. So that'll be sick. But again, through viral content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gary V, the v- Gary V yeah, impersonation yeah. really Rogan. got him. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. He got that. Uh, that got him going. And it was all content. So, uh, but again, he's still trying to tour in the states and trying to do all that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it does seem to it always comes back to that. But I think yeah. uh, Lewis Spears is on on uh, Monday. Uh, same thing. He's viral through. Um, yeah, we're on the same show. Yes, sir. With Corey. Shout out to Corey White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's uh, what's what's the name of the, the venue again? I, c- I can't pronounce. Is it the terrarium? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I have a hard time pronouncing that one. I'm you have a hard time pronouncing a lot of things. <laughs> to be honest, he just makes up words, adds s's. You know what I mean? Uh, and like all of a sudden, he's like, you know, got a Spanish accent. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, over yeah. Here? Sick. Yeah, Corey <laughs> said he'd try and get me on a few times at that one. So that's, that's a real fun room. Yeah, 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 yeah I did it yesterday. Cool. I, I opened the show yesterday, oh, and you sick. you would think that like you know opening so they were fire from the get. Yeah, but Corey's also an incredible host. So it was. It was a nice setup. Nah, he's uh, he's been really good for me. He's let me open for him for a couple of his solos and stuff oh, like that. Beauty. So um, yeah, pretty keen to get around a few of those those spots. And um, it's fucked because I made the the decision this year. Uh, I'm I said I'm not sacrificing any nights where I've got Scotty. So if I've got Scotty, my daughter, um, I'm not going to take on any comedy shot, uh, spots, and I'm just going to be the dad. Yeah. And it was first night of Fringe last night, and Kyle Legacy was like, "Do you want to do?" Spot six six Peace, pm and, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'll try and get a sitter. <laughs> and then, uh, but I, I literally I, I made a couple of like I actually sent the message out to a couple of people. Can you look after Scotty for an hour? And then I went, No, mate, it's, you said you weren't going to do it. Yeah, this is the first night, and you're going to yeah. go back on what you said. Don't do it. So I, I was like, Nah, it's all Stay good. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, hard to find that balance, eh? Oh, it's it's tough. Oh, eh? Oh, that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the yeah, first exactly. one. Listen. <laughs> They can't help themselves. No, you know, every now and then, you know, I just just let people know, right? Yeah. Where we at? Where but we at? You've got you've got an interesting story, uh, or so I'm told. So uh, maybe we can actually, before we go into fringe and and what what the go is and and uh, and the, the career at the moment of going forward, uh, I've heard you've got a pretty interesting story of where you've been and where you're going, and and uh, you know, obviously. Starring in some movies and TV shows and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. So uh, maybe actually let's go back to the start and, to, you know, talk about you and where you've come from. I was born on May 14th. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a spring day. <laughs> the in the birds beginning. were chirping <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the town showed up to celebrate. <laughs> so not, not uh, uh, born in Canada, born and raised? Born, born in Canada, born in Canada, born in yep. a small little town called Belleville, Ontario. Uh, which is surprising to anybody who's Canadian. So if any Canadians are listening, they'll get how random that is. Yeah. I uh, didn't spend much of my life there, though. Um, I moved around a lot all over Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, when I was 14, we moved to Tanzania, to East Africa for a couple of years. Yep. Moved back to Canada wow, that's again. Wow, 
interesting move. Why? Yeah. Like Tanzania. So my family, my parents, my grandparents are like uh, you know born raised there. You know, so we've yeah, got a couple okay. of generations from there. My 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 ancestry is from India, but there's a lot of Indians that have been in East Africa for generations. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, we we were born in Canada, but at some point, my my dad was like. We're going back. <laughs> so, and then we went back and then he was like, now I know why we left. <laughs> and then we left again. So it was like a whole thing, right? It was like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I changed like 10 schools growing up. You know what I mean? So this is the whole thing. Like when people are like, where are you from? I'm like, so many places. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're you going to be the same about Canada when you, uh, we're going to go back. <laughs> now I know why we left. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? But so, but it's, 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 uh, it's cool. Like I do feel like I belong to a lot of places. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah. So, but I, uh, yeah, I grew up uh, all over the place, and then um, you know, for about a decade, I was a flight attendant. So I, I ended yeah, up right. traveling the world. That that was the thing for me. I really wanted to travel. I really wanted to see the world. Don't you think everyone should do that, regardless? You like never waste money traveling. I, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I think it's uh, look. I, I I feel like it's very arrogant for me to say everybody should do it because not everybody has the access to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But if you can. You know, find a way. And so for me, like, I was on my own since I was young. I had no money, you know, yeah. but I found a way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I, literally researched a bunch of jobs because I was mm-hmm. like, I want to travel. So I researched a bunch of jobs in tourism. Mm-hmm. And then I found out about, like, flight passes when you're a flight attendant. Yeah. And the flexibility of the schedule. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. You know, so there is ways. Like, I, you know, it's, it, for me, it's so sad when I, I hear people all the time when I tell them about, all the places I've been and the things I've done. And I honestly try not to sometimes because I feel like it just makes people feel <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. You know? But I, uh, when I do talk about it, you know, people are like, oh, I've always wanted to do this or I've always wanted to travel or like one day. And I'm like, brah, you could be dead tomorrow. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, Go. Do it now. You know, like very <sighs> much. And it's f- yeah, it's crazy because I, I, that's the one thing I, w- I won't push. I'll never push Scotty to do anything, my yeah. daughter. But there will be a, a time where she comes to a point where she'll be picking career paths and what she wants to yeah. do. And when she finishes high school, you know, once she's old enough um, and saves up a little bit of money, I'll be suggesting yeah. just fuck off and live in another country. Do Dude. something. Just yeah. do something Honestly, different. Totally. and just. My mum sends us back to Africa at, at some point of our lives. Yeah? We've all been sent back. Wow. Uh, including my brother's daughter. Um, I think next year she's going to send my daughter. Like at some point my mum feels that we have to go back and mm. actually just – we set our feet in the same hundred percent, so and it just gives you a different perspective it of different cultures so and perspective, and just it helps you find like what what's important to you. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that. See, the thing is, is that one of the greatest things I think that when you're traveling and you're outside of your element mm. and you're on your own across the world, surrounded by everything that that is unfamiliar, mm. you really it actually is a really uh, interesting swim. way of looking within. Yeah, like you end up really questioning, like. What do I represent without my friends, my family, my house, my job, my all like who am I in this moment yeah. outside of everything? And so I think in that the amount of growth because you when you talk to strangers and and you're and you're and you're allowed to be whoever you want to be in this moment mm. versus the expectation of all the other elements in the world that are around you when you're in your home turf. Yeah. I think it really expands your your um your imagination in terms of who you can be yeah you know um yeah. and then you learn so you learn so much you learn first of all you learn that you ain't shit you ain't shit you in this world because we really do think our world is like our world around us is such a big deal and then you're outside of your world and you're like oh like i could not be my world and it's carrying on without me yeah. i ain't shit yeah i ain't shit right yeah um it was uh, uh I, I don't know who it was i think it was uh gary v 
comes up again, the, who said it, he was like, you know, Prince was like that person who was like he was a generation-defining sort of character. He died, everyone sort of got upset for a couple of days and they move on with their life. It doesn't matter how uh, yeah. big an impact you make right. on the world. No one gives a fuck, they move on with their life. That's exactly 100%. right. Like, that's exactly right, you know? Yeah. I mean... It's it uh, does. It does become we, a little. We bit. We mourned Michael Jackson for a week and yeah. we moved on, bro. Yeah, you became. The documentary quite, came out. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite humbling, and that's why it is. I think it does come down to those experiences you can have yourself, and just try to experience as many things as you can, good and bad, because you, there's growth from them. But I do. I also like that travel thing. You did raise it the the point before of like you feel bad because some people don't have the yeah the uh, yeah the necessary funds yeah, to travel totally, and do that totally. sort of stuff, and like. I had that realization yesterday. Like I'm sitting there I, at the moment. I can't afford to, you know, save for a holiday, or yeah. I'm taking some risks. I'm doing this, and um, and I and if that's as bad as it gets for me, is I can't well. go on a fucking holiday to Bali at the moment. Yeah, how spoiled is yeah, that? Right, totally. like you're trying to. Exactly. Fucking, I'm trying to turn my life into a holiday, and if yeah. the sacrifice is for three to six months, I can't book a fucking holiday. What's that's yeah, not totally. stop. Fuck, stop giving a shit about that. And, and, so. that's, and that's the thing, right? Like, I think it is so important to actually recognize, like, it's not that you can't. Mm. It's just that you, that's not your priority. Mm -hmm. So you've chosen to put your focus in something yeah. else. Mm -hmm. And in order to achieve this goal, you must sacrifice this one, right? Mm -hmm. And and putting that into perspective, because otherwise we can end up feeling bad for ourselves. Like, oh, I can't even afford it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but I can afford to be able to chase my dreams, which is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know? And, uh, that's right. I mean, the like, the other day and... The listeners would know because I am trying to, f to go with this full time and chase my dreams and my directions have, have changed. But, you know, like if I sit there and, you know, means I, yeah, I can't save for this holiday or I can't go out drinking every fucking second weekend, which I'm not anyway, regardless at the moment. But if those are a few sacrifices I make, but it means on a Tuesday I get to go to the beach at 10 o'clock and. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Yeah. Well, then, is my life pretty decent yeah. anyway? Like, do yeah. I need the extra hundred and two hundred grand a year coming in to, <laughs> to make it? Listen, like, and I'm not saying I don't want it. I <laughs> want it. Where's the gods? Where's, Where's the, the gods? Grand? I want that. I want it. <laughs> bring it. Bring it in. But uh, if I've already, if I, I have to first be okay with that. Like, you can't. Hundred percent. Yeah. And and the other thing is, is like when you really think about like the people that are. You know, working these, like, for example, these corporate jobs, right, mm. where they're making their 200K a year, mm. and it's, like, fantastic. They're only getting two weeks of vacation. Yeah. That vacation time, usually a week of it is going home wherever to yeah. visit their family. And you know what I mean? So, like, it's it, the flexibility of being an entrepreneur, the flexibility of being a business person. Yes, you're taking a lot of risk as you're building your business. Mm. It's going to pay off. And then when you have that Tuesday off where you usually go to the beach, you can go to Bali. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you can exactly. go to Bali on a yeah, Tuesday yeah, exactly. and come back on a Thursday and fuck it, right? So. But there is also that, that point of um, you just made of, like, you could die tomorrow. So make sure you're enjoying it. So it is this also is enjoying the whole process. Going, I, fuck, I, this I is actually like treat it like a game. Treat yeah. it like you're the the character of a video game, and, and you're running out of time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is literally like I swear, honestly, this is a yeah. This is I, everything in life teaches you a lesson. You know, I without getting into detail, you know, I saw you know the the I guess how, how quickly. Life can be taken at a very young age. Mm. And so because of that experience, you know, and understand that life is fleeting, mm. I, I, I was very much of the mindset of like, oh, I'm not saving 
and doing this when I retire. How arrogant. Yeah. How arrogant to think I'm going to last that long. Yeah. You know, and really like that's changed something in my brain and made it very much uh, like a like a narrative that has carried me through life. I think this is one of the things like, you know, you, we always say out of your hardships, you can always get like, you know, lessons and whatever. And this is one of them is like my entire life. I've always been like, I'm not waiting. Mm. I'm not sure how long I have. Mm. I'm going to do everything I want right yeah. now. And that's one of the reasons I chase my dreams so hard. You yeah. know, it's just, let's go. There's <laughs> a, and there's obviously a difference between um, taking action, which is what you're talking about. I'm, I'm going for it and I'm, I'm having a crack versus patience as well. So cause there's, there's obviously, you, mass, you need to learn patience. So there's, when, when you say, I want it and I'm, I'm going for it, yeah. uh, having a crack and I'm going for it now, yeah. that doesn't mean you're not being patient. You're just like, I'm not holding back. I'm not procrastinating anymore. Y- yes, but no, I need to learn patience. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm on yeah, the other yeah. extreme. As you're saying it, I'm like literally – so the show that I'm writing right now is yeah. literally about that, is about finding better balance mm. because I'm like, I've been living life like I'm going to die young and if I keep doing this, I'm going to die young. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to <die> self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. fucking up, bro. I'm yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I need to learn to do things like – sleep and take vitamins you yeah, know like yeah, it's yeah. just well yeah you, you did say we need to start it a little bit later in the day <laughs> so you can start functioning right uh i'm a five o'clock man so i don't yeah, know you how said you wake up at five in the morning i bro i go to bed at five in the morning. yeah i know yeah so are you like like as in so you get your work done or do you go out and party what do you like uh, both it depends you know what i mean like i so after shows i get a lot of adrenaline you yeah, know so it's hard yeah, for me to just wind yeah, down yeah. from that mm. Um, yesterday I checked out early cause I was feeling a little bit run down and I was like, this is the beginning of the festival. Let me not start off like this. There's a lot of people who are going to feel pretty <laughs> fucked in yeah, a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. And that's been me. That's been me. Like I swear on uh, every other festival, mid festival, my body just shuts down, mm. you know, like in Edinburgh, uh, last, last year. Yeah. I ended up year in a hospital year before. I ended up in a hospital with a kidney infection for, for a few days in the middle of the festival. <sighs> And it's just like, but every time, every, every, because I always, and then even this festival, I was like, oh man, I feel good this year. I'm like so excited. I'm gonna fucking party and do all this. Yeah. I'm like, Leah, it's just, how about you just mm. relax? But also, and, and I said this to Wolfie uh, last night, the night before, on Thursday night, and he's like, oh, my arm, it gets twisted. It gets twisted. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, but if you are just a little bit more methodical about mm. going, right, I can still have a, like one big night every week instead of for it. it'll make that one big night better that's it you won't fucking hate yourself for it and yeah. then you can sort of like probably last the whole fucking exactly. festival without losing your voice yeah, and getting sick and exactly. breaking down but um i think mastora got pretty sick last year in uh, edinburgh i think you got laryngitis or something oh, like that. something along that and that's not good when you're doing no. musical singing comedy no so. oh, no yeah plus no, yeah. um, my voice one year did you yeah well, uh for melbourne uh, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival um, on the very last week. Yeah. Every single show, I would wake up in the morning with a raspy voice. And then the very last show, I had no voice. <sighs> but luckily, my cousin came on tour with me. Yeah. And he just took me, he just went to the pharmacy, came back with a whole bunch of, just a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, here, Lems put that stuff. in there. <laughs> Spray that in there. Yeah. And Have a little <laughs> cocaine just for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll get you going. Yeah. Before you know it, my voice is like, come back. We almost we almost pulled the show. Fuck. Yeah, we almost pulled the show. I, I was like, I, I, I didn't have the balls to call my producer. So, mm. like, we were just trying everything my yeah. cousin had. And then it was like, all right, cool. I think I can I, do I, this I, whispering. I, we, we had, like, nine tickets sold in the morning. But, yeah. But by 
Showtime, it was sold out. Yeah. So it was, like, I was like, oh, it's just nine people. But then yeah. it, it progressively got more. So I was like, I had more reason to do the damn show. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, yeah, my cousin, shout out to my cousin, Law, came through. You know what I would have done? Straight to the home remedy. My dad's old. Whiskey. Lemon, honey, <laughs> garlic. Yeah. yeah. Bang it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Mm. You said lemon, honey, garlic. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, bro. Yeah? You know yeah, that one? Yeah, honestly, because people always want to go lemon, honey, ginger. And I'm yeah. like, but the garlic, bro. The garlic. The garlic is the fucking... It doesn't, doesn't smell that great, but it's yeah, nice, uh, uh, what do you, I guess, natural. disinfectant. Yeah, it's a natural <laughs> anti-inflammatory and antibiotic. Sorry, natural antibiotic yeah. and uh, antibacterial is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. It's fucking good, man. And but, it tastes um, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff. But uh, back to t- uh, Tanzania. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back to Tanzania again. Good. <laughs> no, actually, happily, happily. Get out of here! You. Your visa is expired. If they listen, if they kick me back to Tanzania, I will be so happy, bro. The water there is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we just moved around a lot. Is that where we were at? Mm. Uh, moved around a lot growing up. Uh, yeah, then moved on, uh, you know, to, to being a flight attendant. Like, I did a few other ra- random things in between. Yeah. Moved on to being a flight attendant. Uh, and then for a while, it's a long story, but basically for a little while, because uh, uh, one of my family members wasn't well, so I stopped traveling for a little bit to just be around and, yeah. and, and help uh, be a uh, support. Mm. Um, and because I had spent like a, like a decade, you know, or almost a decade at that point, you know, traveling around and constantly being on the go, mm. um, I was just feeling really stir crazy and I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing just random things and I was signing up for Groupons. And this is why people really don't believe me. This is the true story. I was signing up for Groupons to get like discounts and go for like Zumba classes and like hot yoga classes and shit like this. Yeah. And then I got a, um, um, an email for like a comedy writing class, yeah. a sketch comedy yeah. at Second City. Okay. And I was like, Oh, it's fifty percent off. This looks like fun, and I just signed up, and then here we are. Wow! And then here we are. Just yeah. There's a few people who do like the courses and stuff like that. But because no, Matt Stora runs. Yeah, Matt Stora Matt, used to. Yeah. Me and Rory are looking into running some. Running some. Too. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. There's there's a, there's, a, there's a couple. Genuinely, which, something you can learn. Which is crazy because when I started, mm. there was no outlets no, to, to, to figure out stand-up comedy. Yeah. There was one place in Melbourne which did um, uh, classes, I think, once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to take yourself from here to Melbourne to go mm. learn it. Because uh, all, all I've known about the last two or three years is Matt Stora runs one, and that's all I really know about. So this, was, this, was a, this wasn't a stand-up class. This was a sketch comedy class. Okay. But Second City is like a pretty big institution. They've yeah, been doing yeah. this for a long time, yeah. right? They were based out in Chicago and then opened up a few different places. But, but the thing is, is that I didn't go in there being like, let me try and chase after my... I had never dreamt of doing comedy. Yeah. It had never occurred to me. Not mm. in, not if uh, not not once had had it even been like, oh like I would like to but I can't. It yeah. wasn't because yeah. it, like I said, if I dream about something, I go do it. Yeah, I just signed up for it because I thought it would be interesting yeah. and something to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was bored. I was stuck in one city, which I was not used to doing, mm. and I needed something to do with my time. But I just fell in love. Like as soon as I started, mm. I just opened that like creative portal in my brain, and I couldn't close it you know yeah yeah it's um it's interesting because when i hear about people doing these sorts of classes and stuff Mm. i see in my head like the movie you know you know like a movie like where people go to a a group yoga or they go to a yeah yeah these sorts of group sessions i see that in my head yeah yeah and then if i was to sign up to something like that i go and do it i 
I see it as it is. It's yeah. just like a group that you go hang out with or do yoga or fuck whatever. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. But for whatever reason, you think they're very different. But they're like, if someone was looking at what you're doing from the outside, they'd see it from in that movie perspective. But then when you're doing it yourself, it's like you get nah. It's it's a it's a letdown. I don't know what that is, but um, there's a. I just always look at these sorts of things. It's like um, I'm watching a movie from the outside. Do you do you guys from the outside looking in? Yeah, yeah. From the outside looking in, it always looks better and it always seems cooler yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go do it and it's not. You're like oh yeah. But then when you are inside, uh, <coughs> like. You don't, you don't see what's on the side of those walls. Yeah. And like what, what it is that you have to deal with on the floor. Yeah. Like Are you like imagining like a really like like an inspired moment? Like Dead Poet Society, fucking Robin Williams getting everybody legit, riled legit, up. And everybody's just, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly that's, right. It was not like yeah, that. It was not. Never, <laughs> <and> it never <laughs> it is. Like and that. yours is never that. And yeah. you're like, why isn't it yeah. like that? But you just, you, and you think it's that. And I guess that's the, that's what Hollywood's done to us. It's yeah, right. These Sensationalized everything. The yeah, lighting sure. is perfect right? and everything like that. But nah. Ah, man, the light was janky yeah. was in a basement, <laughs> in a basement classroom where like the tables were wobbly. Three people were tied up. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> <laughs> three of the three of the seven people in that class had no business being in that class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I guess you know, if you don't, if you're not anticipating even getting into comedy, let alone getting into acting, mm. like was acting ever something you ever thought about getting into? Uh, so yes, uh, yes and no. So when I was young, young, mm-hmm. um, I did some acting and I was quite good at it. If I'm going to be honest, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it just, I was naturally good at it. I, to the point where like I, when I was in grade eight, I just had entered high school. I was the youngest person to be cast in the school, playing a lead role, won the award that year wow. for like best, um, actor or actress or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And whatever. And also again, the youngest person, and I assume probably the first person of color to do it as well. But back in, in those days, we didn't talk about those things. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Now everybody's woke and wants to be like, minoritized representation. Back then it was like, good for that little brown girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody fucking gave a fuck. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. Good for her. She speaks good English and she can act. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, so then I, that, and then, but then unfortunately, um, just because of the way that things played out with my family, um, I wasn't really allowed to act, you know, because in, in you know, um, sort of my culture, I guess, uh, especially, you know, and this is a very classic immigrant story, you know, it's not unique to me, is that, you know, your parents come over to this country and they want you to have a, a better life, right? And so they, they look at what that means to be a professional, to be educated, to, mm. you know, have these opportunities that they didn't have. And I was naturally good at math. I was naturally good at science. So my dad was very quickly like, stop getting distracted by this stuff, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so then I, I just kind of just stopped doing it. Wow. And I just forgot. I think that... Um, and this is, that's not like them being... Poor parents. They're, no, do, they're doing what they think. he was doing exactly. He was doing what he thought was the right thing. Mm. It was, like I said, a lot of immigrants have this story of like, you know, their parents push them in a certain direction with good intent. Mm. They think that they're doing the right thing to make your life easier. And this is, you know, sort of a. But so I, it's I just. Sub, it's subjective because their their experience growing up is they didn't get the opportunity. So they want yeah. you to have the opportunity to. So, so for them, it's like, don't fumble it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, we've done everything to get you here. You're, you're at the gate. Yeah, my, Open it. my dad's working 14, 16 hour days on his feet. He's like, yeah. I want my daughter to have a better life. I don't want her struggling like I do. Yeah. 
because I don't have an education. That was his narrative. Mm -hmm. He didn't even graduate high school. So he was like, I don't want my daughter struggling the way that I had to struggle. Mm -hmm. So it's coming from a good place. But for whatever reason it is, I just kind of blocked out that dream. Yeah. And I just, I honestly didn't even think about it anymore. And I think it's almost because I loved it so much that it was like, I just kind of grieved it and got over it. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't allow my brain to go there because I'd be disappointed. Yep. So whatever it is, I, I didn't think about it. Now I'm accidentally, uh, you know, here doing comedy stuff and yeah. really enjoying it. And, and sketch comedy does, you know, also tie into acting because I'm like acting out my own sketches that I've written at yeah. times and what have you. So I'm sort of kind of getting into that. Yeah. Uh, now somebody tells me, do you want an agent? I go, yeah, sure, I'll get an agent. I auditioned for a couple commercial things, but, you know, it takes a while to build up before they start sending you TV or, or movie auditions. Yeah. And I wasn't really accessible because I was so busy doing comedy mm. that every time my agent was like, I've got something for you. I'm like, I'm in Australia. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm in fucking, I'm in the US. I'm in New York right now. I, I'm not around yeah. to do these auditions. So it wasn't really a priority for me yeah. because I was enjoying the comedy so much. You know, yeah. I was just really enjoying the comedy and I was just really full on gung ho. And then um, I got an email for a role, for an acting role, for a film that was just like I read the synopsis and I was like, whoa, this is really interesting. Like this is actually like a really interesting film. Mm-hmm. Um, and the couple of times that I'd been sent uh, auditions, I was kind of like, oh, the writing is so bad. Oh, the fucking yeah, plot yeah. is so like, uh, so hack. Yeah. And this one I was like, whoa, this is so interesting. Yep. And I was in Australia and I was hanging with Emo and I'm like, hey, would you be a reader for me? He's like, what's a reader? I'm like, read lines. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> and bless his heart. He spent 12 hours with me, like finding like ways to like make the lighting in the room with like lamps and shit because it was all janky set up and like trying to figure out how to like mount it wasn't a, tri- a setup it right. wasn't Bro- a setup Brian knew what he wanted you know like <laughs> you know, I knew what he wanted he was like I'm here for the long game yeah. your success is my success baby I'm like what are you saying Emo? he's like don't worry about it don't worry about it <laughs> so, anyway, so we did it sent in the audition and this was com- com- came through my website actually it yeah. wasn't through my agent oh yeah they liked it. They said, we want to see you in person now for an audition. I said, uh, I'm in Australia. <laughs> yeah. They said, when are you back? I said, in about a month. They said, well, wait. I said, fuck yeah. Really? So then I went back, did it, and then got cast uh, for it. And, you Which, know. What was that for? Uh, so it was a, f- a film called Scarborough. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Call it, we call it Scarborough here. Scarborough. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. With, with your janky accent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so, sorry, you have an Australian viewership. With your wonderful Aussie accent. <laughs> I'm janky. I'm janky. Okay, so, uh, but yeah, so the film called Scarborough, and I was, uh, it was a lead character. Um, did, it was did I see it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Including me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, congratulations. Thanks, Rob. Well done. <laughs> Uh, is it uh, has that been done or is it uh, or win or is that Academy Awards done? Uh, oh yeah, long done, long yeah, done. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was a couple, uh, years, ago, couple huh? years ago. Yeah, 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 a couple years ago. What was it? It was twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. So uh, it was cool. I I mean, it's a Canadian Academy Award, but yeah. still, you know, I I was like at first I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, and mm. I was like looking through, and I was like, Michelle Pfeiffer won the year before. I'm like, um. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> in the same league as Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm like, watch out, motherfuckers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then she wow. didn't win. <laughs> but I, didn't win. Uh, I was getting to that. Thank you for stealing my punchline and, and 
kicking me while I'm. That witness did it to me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he was in the finals with Australia's Got Talent, but next, stop the applause. He didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Um, so oh, but that's that's awesome because I've always been interested, uh, like, what a big movies like to work on. Um, so this was this was a very yeah. indie film. This was a very yeah, okay. indie film, which is why it was like such a huge thing that it mm. won so many awards. No, it was it was a big film still. Yeah. It was a big film still, but um, it wasn't like huge production budget. Mm. Like actually, uh, the clothes that I was wearing in that film were my own clothes. I brought in wow. a su- massive suitcase, and they picked it apart and took outfits because their budget was quite small. Wow. And then the fact that we went from that small budget to all the way to the academies, all those awards. And it was being aired. It was what? Uh, it was being aired on Air Canada. On yeah. F- on, on flights. This was, <laughs> on, on the, this same was the crazy thing. The same so, airline. Um, and I was so pissed. Please don't I was so you pissed about this. No, bro, listen. <laughs> I got, I, I left the airline because I was, uh, I was basically off on like leaves and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I got um, laid off because of COVID. Mm. Um, but even before that, I was on leaves or I was doing it very part time when I had to because mm-hmm. I was doing comedy full time, but I didn't want to let go of the job. Yeah. Because um, I loved it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And also it was a good safety cushion yeah. right so i kept it as long as i could and then finally after covid they were like pushing people to retire that were senior like me mm. so i took the package and i left because i knew that i had to dedicate myself to this and mm. it just wasn't going to work out they wanted me to come back full time yeah so i did all that and not a month after i retired those that film got on the entertainment system and i'm like fuck that. if i had still been a flight attendant i'd be like welcome aboard blah 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 safety yada yada and then i'm like and may i recommend an in-flight entertainment me me motherfuckers me entertaining, entertaining you in your screen and in real life what up now like, this is like inception like i don't know what else. i'd have so much fun with it but i missed it i missed it by a month so oh, that's <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a fucking missed opportunity. I but, know. But All the flight attendants and pilots were like so excited, though. They were like taking screenshots of people <laughs> watching and Fuck. sending them to me. That's awesome. Um, that you mentioned before, and I like this, the, the safety cushion. Mm. Um, did you find when you cut that cord, just everything else, uh, the, the, the fears of not having that safety cushion were just, they weren't warranted? Did the, the fears weren't warranted? Weren't warranted? <coughs> yes. Yes and no. I mean... To be honest with you, if I had been able to keep it um, mm-hmm. where I was able to manage the two, I think I would have held on to it for a little bit longer mm-hmm. um, b- because of a lot of other reasons, like the perks of my, my flight passes and mm-hmm. the accessibility to be able to get around with that yeah. and that kind of stuff. However, um, yeah, no, they, they weren't like... We often do, do fear um, worst-case scenarios, mm. When I was having these conversations, I, was, I had a conversation with Imo, I had a conversation with a lot of my really good friends because there was a lot of fear. I've been on my own since I was 18. I've, I've, been, I've been supporting myself since I was a kid. I, yeah. I, I haven't had any help along the way and, and I managed to, to, to build myself to a place where I was, you know, uh, for me, that flight attendant salary for some people was not a lot, but for me, I, I felt so comfortable. I had a, you know, I, I had everything that I needed financially. I'm a very simple person. I had extra, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was so happy. I was a stability that I had never known. I had a union I was working with. So even if I was sick, I could call in sick and nobody could question me. I didn't even need to bring in a doctor's note. Yeah. What kind of life is this? Do you know what I mean? I felt like I had it all and the flight passes 
which for me were the biggest thing, the the being able to wander around and travel. I felt like a billionaire, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I say this to people all the time. I'm like, if, if tomorrow you won the lottery, what would you do? Everybody says travel. I'm like, great. See, I won the lottery with this job. Yeah. I, I get to do it all, you know? And so all of these fears were in me and I, and then also the, you know, like, what if I stop being funny? What if I run out of ideas? What if I'm not the flavor anymore? What if I can't actually make a living? What if I, you know, what if I get sick? And then I, there's no, there's no union. There's no, nobody supporting me. So all of these things. And then I had a, a few friends of mine that were talking to me and one friend of mine, particularly she said something and she's like, why do you keep on playing a worst case scenario and play, instead of playing out the scenario of what's happening right now? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, right now, the scenario that's actually happening right now. Mm what's happening and i'm like um basically working full-time in the arts right now and she's like and you're successfully doing so and she's like i was like yeah and she's like and you have been for a while now and i'm like yeah and she's like and your trajectory shows that you're just going to keep going this way and i'm like yeah she's like so why have i not once heard you play out that scenario yeah and i was like right it's that self-hypnosis that it's that negative talk what and, if, what and, if, it, what and if. it can be self it can be self-fulfilling if you keep it up totally well. totally and it's not just it's not just our it's not self self is a representation of everything that we absorb around us right mm. so uh, we have grown up in a society that has really taught us certain things uh, are of more value than others, you know? Yeah. And that is really like reevaluating your value system and asking yourself, is it better for me to be happy and chasing my dreams now or to have stability for retirement when I'm 65? Yeah. You know, and these are the things that going back to the conversations we were having earlier, but we are taught in, because the system benefits from us being afraid and committing ourselves mm. to stability. The system wants us to have that, you know, to, the system wants us to participate yep. in it. Mm. And so it's set up our value system and educated us in a way to believe that these things are more important, but they are not. I don't believe so, mm. you know? And so I would rather, um, you know, in, enjoy myself uh, chasing my dreams, uh, doing these things, making the mistakes if they are mistakes mm. and figuring it out as I go. And I know, I know at the end of the day that I will have options. I can always go back. Mm. I can always go back to flying. Yes, I've lost all the seniority. Yes, blah, blah, blah. But I can always go back. Mm. I can always go back. You know, and but I, I won't be able to. Yeah. And it's also like uh, the, I used to say chasing my dreams all the time, but it's living your dreams. Mm. Yeah. Because if your dream is to get to that point, um, the the journey on the way to that point is also part of that dream. Yeah, it's the hard work. It's the. It's I'm gonna give you a little finger snap for that, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But don't absolutely. you like it? Is it's part of it? Like, if I get to look back in ten years and go, "Hey, I I am now the host of the biggest podcast in Australia," and I get to film my short films and and <coughs> theatrical uh, films that I want to do and do stand up comedy around the world. Yeah. If that's the point I get to, but I can't look back on that like hard work that I put in to yeah. get there, what does it all mean if I'm just gifted it? So that it's not about chasing your dreams, it's about living, living your, your dreams. dreams. That yeah. is that yeah. is part Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And yeah. and also like I mean, every every everything, every moment, everything that we're we're doing uh in the pursuit of whatever that that end goal is. Mm is a gift in itself like right now i'm having a good time right now this is part of my job now yeah. i get to just come here and sit and chat with people and have interesting conversations you know all of these open mics that i get to run around to i'm doing you know to to, to build up my my material every time I, I hit something and i i build up a new piece that moment of success like yeah. it has to be enjoyed as well you know like it's it's exactly what you said like um so i i i do i like i like going hiking 
Yeah. Uh, and I, I've climbed um, Kilimanjaro, which is in Tanzania. Have you? That's, yeah. that's uh, the one I want to summit because... Right. It's amazing. Because I feel like you can summit that one without dying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Although... Um, some people do. Oh, some I people know do they do, but, but yeah. I think it's less risky it's, it than is less. Everest. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I've just... I've never been to Africa, so it oh, it's fucking ama- awesome. It's a brilliant experience. It's yeah. a br- but that's the thing. It's a brilliant experience. Being mm. on the top of Kilimanjaro, mind-blowing. Yeah. Lasts ten minutes at yeah. best. You can't stay up there, mm. but it's a five-day hike up and yes. down, and the journey was incredible. And everything along the way, all the changes, environment, all the feelings that you get, the 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 push that you have to go through when you hit that wall, mm. all of these, the people that you meet along the way, other travelers that have other reasons that they're doing it or different ways that they came to be there, all of those things. That was the 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 dream of Kilimanjaro, not just the top. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, again, going back to what you're saying, it's like it's everything along the way is part of it. You're living that. It's the phases of you as well as yeah. you grow as a person. Looking back on them, I recently did a bit of um, work on my, on myself and Delby hates it when I sort of phrase it like that. But I did a bit of like inner work, for lack of a better phrase. And uh, I went and did the mushroom journey and that sort of like really helped me deal with some traumas that i didn't realize yeah. were there mushroom journey? so yeah, yeah can you when you say mushroom journey, like you just ate mushrooms with a mate yeah. or you did no, something no, particular? Guided, yeah no i did a guided guided journey oh. and um so it's very interesting because i had this big epiphany about two days ago that i haven't spoken about on the podcast so i'll talk about it now so yeah after the mushrooms and i spoke about this part on there so there was four or five traumas that i dealt with um in the in the experience and as i went through them one by one i made note of them and then the next day i would call the person that i had the trauma with or the experience with or whatever i needed to do and i addressed it and i apologized and i forgave or whatever i needed to do and i addressed all of them and the only one that i didn't address was myself i hadn't forgiven myself from you know from where i'd been and the the situations i'd caused i completely forgot to forgive myself and i was like fuck i didn't realize this is I hadn't done that. Um, and so I was... I forgive you. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and <laughs> so I had, to, uh, I had to actually... I had to go back and I was, go- I was told to do this by someone who... Uh, I was told to do, do this by the guide who I, I told her about it and I said, this is what I've realised. I haven't done that. And they said, yeah, okay, this is a way you can go back and forgive yourself. And you go back to yourself throughout points of your history and find yourself, visualise yourself... And then go and tap yourself, whether a younger self or a, a, an older man in a, in a position, whatever it ends up being, and then just tap him on the shoulder and say, "It's okay, and, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get through it. It's gonna be okay. I forgive you." And I had to visualize myself going from a child, you know, um, through situations where you know I had dark situations with my parents, and then situations when I was a teenager, situations when I was a, a younger man. All these moments in my life that I was either not proud of, I felt like I had experienced some sort of trauma, um, all these sorts of moments, and just say, it's okay. And I visualised, and at the end of it, I just felt like, ah, I've finally finally forgiven myself. And that was literally two days ago I had that realisation. So when you went through that that part of forgiveness, did you do shrooms again or you did that one just I just did that through meditation. I just uh, sat back and and visualised these moments in my life. And it's funny because... Yesterday's me- meditation, I, it's interesting because I get these um, w- these interesting sort of... Uh, your, your mind wanders in meditation. Course, I don't know yeah. if you do, do it too often. And I had this vision of my for- like my future self 
which was very interesting. And my future self turned around, looked at me and said, to me, where I am now, and said, it's okay, bro. You're going to be okay. Look where I am. And I I'll, won't talk about the vision. It was pretty cool. But, yeah, like, I was like, fuck, wow. you're always looking back on where you are. You're yeah. always – so. Uh, I know that's a, a weird experience for people who maybe don't buy into that sort of stuff as much, but it would, it, whatever it did in me, it's given me this just like fucking revamp. Yeah, reset. Fucking yeah. confidence in Calm that every the freedom. single freedom. Like like something get that pressure gets lifted off, and it's mm. like everything's gonna be okay. Like just mm-hmm. you know, this is this is such an important thing, and I think that's such a beautiful wow. Like honestly, thank you for sharing. It's really <laughs> it's okay. I'm it's just, really. I'm, yeah. I'm also a big fan of shrooms, uh, and yeah. I do think that they help uh, us open our our, um, our chakras. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, they and definitely open up something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, uh, but I think um, I think that that's such a such a key thing is, you know, and we know this as comedians, is it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to fall fall over, and it's okay to, you know, fail at things. And I think that, um, uh, you know, going back to, like, you know what I was saying earlier about, like, you know, some hardship in life taught me a lesson mm. that I carry with me, and it's been actually so, so beneficial in my life. The same thing with our mistakes, the same thing with all of these things. But again, you know, we, we are programmed to... You know, uh, not like especially now. Like you know, everybody's supposed to be perfect. Everything's supposed to be perfect all the time. We're all you know online, looking like our best, acting like our best, feeling like our best. Mm. And these are not like real representations of what our society is or what the human not experience is. And the human experience is deeply flawed. Mm. You know, and we are all deeply flawed. Um, and it's okay. And in accepting that and recognizing it, it actually is quite liberating. It's the folks that don't see it, don't acknowledge the flaws, the mistakes that they're making, don't want to admit to the mistakes that they're making, that will not grow and learn from them. Yeah. Right? But when you see that and you forgive yourself, mm. that means that you're also giving yourself a vote of confidence that you can do better. Yeah. Right? And then that that lends itself to to you being able to do better. So it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's really cool. Like people, you know, I'm sure we get these questions all the time. Like, how do you get off stage and then bomb and get back up again? Because I'm going to do better the next time because yeah. I learned something from the bomb. 100%. You know? But yep. do you, yeah, do you... Does your kid stop trying to walk when it falls down? No. Exactly. 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 But, um, yeah. Unless you got a special kid. <laughs> <laughs> People often say, like, it's always in the comments uh, of our pod, and you see it with any podcast with comedians, and they say, like, oh, I just, you know, you're a couple of comedians. What the fuck do you guys know? And I always actually then question that and go, oh, like, why is it always comedians that are do- doing the, the, be- the best podcasts? Why are they? And then I thought, the comedians think differently about shit. Open mind. They're open mind, different outlook. Um, yeah. uh, creative thinking. Um, also being able to look at something and put yourself within that position or or even just look at it and be like, this might be how they're thinking. Yeah. Well, they also, yeah, their job is to, you know, like be super analytical on every moment and find the fucking stupidity in things and then point that out. Yeah. And that's what their job is on stage and to turn it into a, a joke. But that means they're still looking at what's happening in everyday situations in life and going, why are you guys not seeing that fucking stupidity? Uh, we're, quite, we're quite often, um, it's usually just our take, but we, we have a non-biased opinion too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, we, we do understand why, why that's happening mm-hmm. and we do understand why that person's thinking that way, but this is what 
I think of it. Yeah, like yeah. You, you, you bring. You, you bring. It you does. Bring, it does require. It does require you to consider perspectives yeah, outside mm-hmm. of yourself. Hundred yeah, percent. And and that in itself lends itself to conversations and stuff. But yeah, you are required to to be a third party to, to mm-hmm. think about other people's perspectives and yeah. put yourself in other people's shoes because the only way that you can make that person laugh about something that they disagree with yes. is by understanding wh- what they're thinking why they're thinking it, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So it really is like a deep dive into being able to relate to other otherwise folks. Because otherwise you divide the room mm-hmm. and then you end up having 50-50 that agrees with you, 50-50 that doesn't agree with you. Yeah. And then one hates you and one likes you. Mm. But it's like, hey, how do I get uh, the mass to like me? Yeah. But also understand that I get it while you're thinking that way. It's like, like, it, it's like the comedians are the, the bridge to finding common ground amongst everyone. And I know there's divisive comedians. Corey White, for example, I fucking love. But yeah. he's a divisive comedian. Yeah. But to, in general, most comedians just want to make everyone in the room laugh. But whether they think this or Chappelle, that. Chappelle and Andrew, uh, Andrew Schultz yep. d- did like a fantastic job. Especially when, it was, um, when they were speaking about Roe v. v. Wade. Mm-hmm. They gave... Both opinions, they're yeah. like, hey, we understand why it's your body, your your choice. Mm. And then they also had the, the opinion of like what would be from a man's perspective. It's like, all right, since you get to make the choice of killing the baby, I should have the choice of ignoring it too. You know I mean, like they, they put mm. both um, uh, opinions on the table. Yep. And so both uh, so, so both both sides can't hate you for having yeah. that understanding. Mm. Um, uh, that was just uh, an example for... Yeah. No, but I totally, uh, totally agree. I think I just think that the the comedians come at it from that perspective, and that's why they end up being super analytical, super critical on every sort of situation, and they see it from every other perspective. So that's what their Uh, job is. And if they're not good at it, then they're not going to make people laugh. You also have to know how to, uh, because a big part of comedy is like pressure release, right? So you're putting pressure about a situation on a sensitive area to be able to then release and get that laughter. Mm. But you have to know how to be able to. Uh, kind of like dance around that pressure because if you put pressure too hard in the wrong place mm. around an, a sensitive area, people are just going to go, ow, pull back, you've lost them, you're done. I like yeah. the so it's also yeah. being able to, huh? I like the line. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I like standing on it, not behind or not in front of yeah. you. Yeah. I like being on it, like where it's like one miswording you have to you have to explain yourself tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I like that because it gives me like a sense of rush, and also <coughs> yeah. it, it 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 allows you to also have faith in your pen game and your ability to to, to articulate your words as yeah. well in a what could be a stressful moment in a moment. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you get one crack at it with that audience, mm. just one crack at it, and and then and then it's like, oh, it's fine. I'll. I'll get them tomorrow. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's not the same audience though. They've left with a different perspective now. I think that Bowman as well. It's a good humbler. Got to man. Like, got uh, to. I, I, like open micers. Listen, you got to bomb. Mate, like it, if you keep doing that same five minute set, yep. you're not gonna grow. That's exactly what I f- would. Fa- I was falling into. I was falling into. Who, who are you talking uh, to? <laughs> 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 who is that directed you. to? It seemed very. You, you know who you it are. It seemed like he knew. You keep doing that same five minute set. <laughs> He's gonna share this gonna clip grow. to somebody, and that person f- that he shares it to should take this personally. <laughs> I, I feel You're personally not, attacked. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 the, it's it's, uh, it's it's fruitful <laughs> thinking. Like if you keep doing the same five minute set, yeah, you'll never grow. You'll never grow. You'll never get that one hour because you're not. 
putting yourself out there. Yeah. You're, you're thinking about, oh, yeah, oh this but, then there, but then there's also the flip side, right? There's the flip side of people who don't understand the craft of comedy, mm. who want to go and just constantly go up with new material, new material, new material, and they don't even have five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So there is that flip side of like actually understanding the craft and the art of comedy and being able to manipulate and refine your delivery, your words, and understanding what it is to actually construct a joke before just moving on to new material mm. when you don't have material yet. You, you, know? you, can, so always, you can always shop and not for five minutes set. Mm. Yeah. But you, you can also know, hey, this is pretty good where it is right now. Mm. No, so, I feel you. So, so what I would do is with that five minute set, I would do two of two minutes of that five minute set, mm. but inject a new three minute set and sharpen that two minutes. I do, and, and then just keep uh, just keep hacking. I do very similar to that. That's how I built mine. Over, the, I, I think I've got about eight to nine solid minutes. Probably two or three of fucking. Yeah, I need to work on that. But I, I like I'm an open micer that's trying to learn, and I I got my five at the start. It was pretty past, but like you know, slowly built that up. And I would generally over the last year or so, I've done about three three and a half minutes of. I know that, and about a minute and a half of new or adding yeah. in little punchlines, or that's Both. it. That's how yeah. I try to. Growing. That's yeah. how I try to do it. But then some nights I'll be like, I can't be fucked tonight. I'm just going up and getting laughs for yeah. stage time. And that's I, that's okay as well, you know. And as, especially because, like, you know, as I said, you know, refining that five minutes is still something, right? So even yes, if you yeah. have five minutes, there's always like especially a tag me, you can yeah. add. There's always a, a, a different, you know, a way that you might deliver it, you know, or you might, like, change your pace up. Yeah. You know, uh, reorder it and see how it works in a different way, you know. Yeah, the reordering kind of one is – because I've got a nice flow with the way I, I like it going yeah. this way because that joke leads to this joke leads to this joke. Yeah. Um, and reordering I find quite difficult. Can be, can be, yeah. yeah. But then sometimes it can be like, whoa. Like, yeah. you know, I've, I've had – or I've even done stuff where I've taken this – this joke that wasn't really working and then I've inserted it in the middle of another joke yeah. as like a, so and it's just all of a sudden it's like the There's fucking, the you puzzle. know what I mean? It's like the, 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 yeah. Missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Puzzle. So, cause uh, when I have to do a 10 minute set now, instead of doing eight minutes of what I think is pretty good and two minutes of shit jokes, I now do, uh, two or three of my jokes as crowd work <laughs> to try and yeah, extend dude, it uh, out. Yo, that's I, also I, very good. Yeah, crowd work's very important. Cause yeah. it, cause and it's becoming such a, it's becoming such a commodity now. Like people love, love crowd work now. You know, it's, it's kind of becoming a, a trend. Yeah. Uh, or I, I shouldn't say it's becoming a trend. It is a trend. Yeah. Uh, you see a lot of these crowd work comics. It, uh, fucking, I, fuck, he's fucking here, aren't yeah, he? Yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. fucking crowd work king. He's fucking we're Kyle. Just, like, we just went over Bustleton. He took us to Bustleton. We stayed at his mama's house. Oh. Uh, uh, like the, I love the, sh Kyle. the show was fantastic. You know that heat wave we went through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my oh God. My God. Bustleton was on one day. <laughs> we were like, we're on stage, outdoor show. Froth? Uh, no, no. It's a beer company. It's a brewery. Fantastic beer, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, we, we, I, we, brewery. we discovered it in Melbourne, yeah, okay. that beer, and then we went to the brewery, which Kyle does his show yeah, at. I'm I was like, embarrassed that I don't remember the name. Mm. I was like, Rocky... Yes, Ridge. Rocky Ridge. Yes, okay. yes, yes, we yes, got yes, there. Yes, we yes. got there. Oh, bro, impeccable beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're performing that. And um, uh, with and at, at the end of the night, we'll get back to Kyle's mom's house because Kyle is an absolute gypsy, right? Mm. Like he's, <laughs> he, he's never here. And when he does come back, he goes to see visit his mom for like a week, and then he's got shows back yeah. here, and he goes here again. I, I don't know what his routine is. Yeah. But for whatever reason, he didn't know that they have an air conditioning at his mom's house. <laughs> 
Bro, we slept in a sauna. Oh, no. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, I might die in my yeah, sleep. Like, fuck. I think this is the end. Oh. And I don't ever, like, when I go back home to Tanzania, like, I don't put the AC <sighs> on in the room. I don't like AC. Yeah. I don't need it. I, I'm good in the heat. Yeah. But this, but was this was another level <laughs> of like, bro, I just honestly, I, I woke up like and I felt like I was a raisin already because I just felt like, like I just sweat and dehydrated in my sleep. It, it was, was a 39 degree day. Fuck. But then it didn't slow down at night. Oh, I just kept. Consistently. Uh, I'm like, am I being cooked? Like, yeah. are they, <laughs> will I be sacrificed tomorrow? Like, anybody down for a slow steamed Tanzanian Indian? <laughs> I can help. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I find uh, with that, when it comes to crafting that comedy, uh, yeah, that's how I'm trying to do it. And it's funny because if you do the crowd work, sometimes you'll get gold and they'll take yeah. up two or three minutes of like, you don't even have to almost yeah. say anything, you might get nothing. In which you just go, well, I, I slingshot back to my jokes that I've got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go into. Like, so. That's 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 what prompted me to start doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, doing cruise ships was what prompted me to. Start yeah. Doing okay. It. Like, because uh, I'm expected to have all this material, mm. um, and it's, if if you like strategically do it, then it's like ten minutes crowd work, twenty minutes material. Yeah. And and then that just works out so much easier. I watched. Uh, I seen Jacques has been doing cruise ships. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jacques, yeah. Um, uh, Everyone's he, doing it. Yeah, well, the cruise ship industry for comics is what the mind is to a scaffolder. Yeah, yeah, you know get I mean? up there, get their work, and yeah, yeah, like that's, that's consistent that's work, good mm. money, yeah. shows, everything. Food's paid for, your accommodations covered, your flights. You know what I mean, <sighs> it's it literally like cruise ships is the FIFO of of comedy. Do you get more elderly people yeah. in there? And does that change you, your? You do, but it, but that's the thing though, because there's so many different. Um, cruise lines, mm. so like the Splendor, which um, I, I took her on. Like, I don't, did you did you feel that they, they were fairly young? Uh, well, that was a young crowd. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, like the, there's like other ones. If you went on, you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. But yeah. like the Royal Caribbean, um, that's like family and like fairly young, yeah. 40, 30, 30s. So does that mean you have to craft your jokes differently and? Yeah, but that, that's the thing. Like, it forces you mm. to, 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 to grow, to, yeah. To, to switch up. Mm. Like, you got yeah. to learn how to sh- switch It was gears. crazy. When I was talking to him when he was first on there, he's like, fuck. He's like, I did my show, and now all those people are like, we loved you. We're going to come see you again tomorrow. And he's like, what? No, it's the, what the same joke. So and then he had to completely change his so set. They came to six <sighs> of, of my shows. So I was forced to have to holy do, fuck like, look, three like, hours i would get off the ship go right come back on dude I, i'm coming back tired man like but i came you up just have to ride all day yeah man like i'm go, I'm, I'm, I'm going and i'm i'm i'm, I'm white watching essentially uh, like, and <laughs> 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 watching them swim and watching how they eat their fucking mayonnaise on their sandwiches like i'm doing i'm doing the most bro but like it paid off mm. because it was Sink or swim. Yeah, and you'd get a heap of good material that you so much with. material, yeah. so much material, and, and I, I, like at the, at the end of like the very last show, I was like, hey, look, listen, I've been uh, I've been writing uh, pretty much every single day. So what I'm gonna do today is I'm just gonna freestyle what it is. So I'm gonna how, how do you, and I got them on board. I was like, how do you feel about that? And they're like, yeah. And then I was like, ah, cool, cool. So then I kind of just went through all of the 
like my infantry that I've had. Yeah. Like for years. Oh, like from when I started comedy. Wow. Then. Like, uh, like fr- from like stuff that didn't work. Yeah. Like I got, I got to kind of like etch things out. Fix uh, it a bit. Yeah. 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 And because uh, because I had to the sixth one had to be completely different. Yeah. To everything else that I had done, so like it, it was sink or swim, and it was beautiful, man. Like I called her up and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I, I did a full show yesterday of nothing but like what was in the dome, and I was just like, Fuck yeah, man! Like fuck uh, yeah, yeah, dude. And at, the right, that's fun, the, at the end of the show, they, get, they gave me an um, uh, innovation. You know what I mean? So I ah, like, that's incredible, yeah. man. So that's so good. Um, and then so when, when it comes to Fringe now, obviously mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. you got a bit coming up, uh, a yeah. bit on. So like Before Fringe, she got a movie coming out too. Oh, well, Fringe is on that right now, but she got a movie coming out this year, haven't you? you got a movie coming out. <laughs> Look at him just oh, trying to plug me. What <laughs> he the, likes to show me up. So <laughs> I was going to – actually, I was going to say, so more like you got more stuff, you, you're going to keep acting? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I've been uh, – uh, actually, so last year, Fringe, when I was here, so I, I've done a couple of films since that that one. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, last year when I was here for Fringe, um, I got hit up for an audition, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really, like, big uh, director, like an Oscar-winning director that had seen Scarborough. Okay. And called my agent and said, I've seen Aaliyah. I want to work with her. Um, I want her to do this role. Here's the audition. Yeah. Which... That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Right? So then I did the audition uh, and then uh, I got it. Um, and uh, then I ended up having to actually leave the festival early. I had to cancel a few shows and go back to Canada to, to film. Wow. Um, so that was kind of disappointing that the timing worked out like that. But it, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's cool. Um, and it was a really cool film. I filmed it with Amanda Seyfried, um, who's, you know, the star of Mamma Mia and all this stuff. Yeah. She's fantastic such a cool person so yeah. chill mm. you know um i honestly like not to whatever but i didn't really know who she was and i didn't bother to look it up either because yeah. i just i don't really no. i'm not a celebrity person but that would be you know that'd but be better anyway wouldn't it yeah yeah and so i walked in i was like oh it's this chick right and i was like cool and i just started talking to her and you know like within the first day we were like talking about like just random stuff and it was just very chill it was very Good. chill um but she's extremely talented what a like what a gift to be able to work with mm. her so that film's coming out um, What's the name of the film? Uh, it's called Seven Veils. Seven uh, Veils. So that'll be out soon. Uh, just uh, before I came, a, like a rom com or a uh, no? It's a. It's actually it's a very dramatic film. Uh, we filmed it in the Opera House. It's uh, it's about so Amanda not is not the a Sydney Opera House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Opera House in Canada. Yeah, it was they, they've got one as well. Gorgeous Opera House in really? Canada. Yeah. called the Opera House. Yeah, I'm sure Perth probably. There's got Opera House everywhere, bro. Yeah. No, no, but it's, it's it's called the Opera House. The Opera House. Yeah, the Sydney Opera House is the Opera it's House. It's like too. saying uh. like a place is called like. Comedy lounge, comics lounge, comedy store. Like, it's all the fucking co- like, opera. It's so like you, Perth Zoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got it in New York and it's called, there's a Perth Zoo. Like, yeah. imagine that. Uh, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we, we filmed it in the opera house. It was really cool because so we filmed it in the opera house. It's like about a director who directs the opera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we ended up uh, premiering it um, at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, which is like one of the biggest film oh, festivals. Sick, sick. Um, which I which I crazily, if I tell you something, I've been in it three times, three yeah. years in a row. I've done three films in total. All three of them have been in TIFF. It's insane. Wow. The luck I have, mm. it's like I've got, like, honestly, I've, my whole life people have been telling me I have a horse show. I've read for every single one of them, too. Yeah, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm he did not. <laughs> he did luck? not. Stop. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He read for one of them. Shout out to Emo. No. Shout out to the big guy. No, this guy. Out there <laughs> reading and shit. Oh, fuck. You Doing might make readings. it into my Oscar speech. If Play your cards right, okay? <laughs> uh, is it... Uh, is, is it 20% like, is all I require. Is it that uh, goal? <laughs> is it that role... Um, 
that you you want in a in a big movie that will break it out, or you're just quite happy, just like whatever, like because you seem you seem pretty happy with just doing whatever you're doing. But it's I always mean, nice to have the big role where you you can break out, and then I, I mean, it becomes a more of a regular thing. Look, I'm not going to say no to a bit of stability in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what it is to be an artist. I've been doing it for a few years now, and mm. I, I love it so much. But it would be really nice to know that, like, I'm secure. Mm. What does that mean? Is there ever a time where people feel that in their careers? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but I still very much feel a little bit of fear in me of, like, what's next? What's next? Every time I book something, I'm like, great, this is going really well. But like, I just had a tour cancel a month ago and that just threw me off because did it not only cancel, but I was supposed to carry that tour on in the spring. So now I have to rejig and figure out what, where's my income coming from? Where, what am I doing next? What are my moves? That said, I am so grateful. I, I'm so grateful. I have, you know, um, a budding career, you know what I mean? And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities for me. And I, uh, people ask me all the time, they're like, so do you want to focus on acting or comedy or writing? And I'm like, honestly, I just want to keep creating whatever opportunities come my way. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep going. And sometimes I fear I might be dividing myself too much between things, but I also am enjoying the process. Yeah. I'm enjoying the process. So who cares? I'm not out here trying to be like, and this is my ultimate goal. No, I just want to keep creating shit I care about. The one thing I am quite, quite, uh, you know, careful of, uh, especially more and more now, is like I I, I don't want to audition for just anything because the, not only like is it that um, if I it, you know I'm not interested in something I won't be able to devote myself entirely mm. just as a person I know who I am, mm. uh, but also because why would I go and take part of somebody else's project? Uh, that I don't really care about yeah. and don't necessarily feel invested in the story when I could just be doing my own shit. Yeah. And that's where being a comedian, being able to write, perform, direct myself on stage in this moment, being able to tour myself, produce my own shows, and being in control, I feel is such a gift as an artist mm. to be able to do that, not just sit around and wait for an audition for a decent film to come around. Yeah. Do you feel like when you have a role as an actor, like do you feel like you can have your own creative control because uh, to a point because you get to mold how that character comes across to a point yeah i mean i do and i've been very very fortunate for the films that i have taken part in and the the, the things that i have done where i'm working with folks that are really open to to hearing what i have to say mm. especially like for example scarborough mm. i had a beautiful uh, relationship with those directors where i felt like i could really you know, chat with them about mm. things. Uh, and they gave me such open reign in, in terms of, especially because uh, there was a lot of, I was uh, acting with kids. Mm. And kids, you can't expect to follow lines because, mm. yes, they might be able to follow them, but then they won't deliver them organically. Yeah. So rather you have to just kind of uh, kind of try and go in that direction and let them say whatever they're saying and it will come out organically. Yeah. And that was one of the things with me. They were, like, really excited about my improvisation background. In my second audition, mm-hmm. they actually while I was auditioning, they started going left and right and taking me in different directions and coming at me at one point because there was like some really heavy scenes where like the, like I'm, I'm, I'm in a very like intense argument with uh, the school board head or whatever. Mm. And so all of these, uh, these moments, um, you know, where I was acting with the kids, I think that I really instilled a lot of faith. And then the first day I'm on set, the director pulls me aside and he goes, "Uh, Ali, can I chat with you outside for a second? And I'm like, oh, 
And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, they don't know how new I am. I did something wrong. I'm sure I did. Did I look into the camera? Am I fucking mm. up? Am I like, I'm not a real actor. I'm yeah. a comedian. They can tell now. I fucking did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he pulls me outside. And then he goes, Leah, I just wanted to say, whatever you're doing, you're excellent. Just keep going. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's so good. And so then, and then, that's and so then awesome. in that, then because he instilled that confidence in me, then I was, I felt quite confident to bring stuff to the table. Mm. There's a big scene in there that I, I contributed mm. because I was like, hey guys, like this scene where I'm talking to the kids about loss, I, I had an idea just based on my real experiences in life because that's how I act. I don't know if I'm acting right, but I just act based on, yeah. you know, finding emotions from things I've experienced and then channeling them into the moment that mm. I'm, I am uh, being this character, right? And so I said to them, I said, uh, I feel like there could be a really tender moment here and and I almost had a conversation with these kids the way that I ha had wished somebody spoke to me when mm. I had been going through what they were going through in that moment. Yeah. And so uh, he just went, you know what? I, I love it. Just go with it. Let's see how it goes. And then it made it into the film. Oh, and it wasn't wow. in the script. Yeah. So in some ways, yes, depending on the film, like I can have such a huge contribution like that. And in other ways, it could be something a little bit simpler like, um, you know, uh, the... the uh, the last film that I did with Amanda uh, Seyfried, uh, th there was like uh, little bits of, you know, banter that we had in between where they just allowed us to roll with it. Oh, and yeah. then some of that was captured and some of it wasn't, you yeah. know. And, and so it just really depends. It really depends. But I like that. Uh, I mean, you can see in a movie sometimes where they've gone, right, I'm going to let the camera roll and let these two yeah. have fun with it, generally in comedies, you know, yeah. a bit of improvisation. I love that scene, for example, uh, I Potentially forty-year-old version. Yeah, when he's getting when waxed and it's yeah. all improvised. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that—that's that, <laughs> that, that was yeah. a real waxing, and the entire scene was improvised. They were just like, "Let's go." They just rolled the camera and fucking went at it. So I'm like, "Bruh." I was looking at all the improvised stuff, and th that scene where that—you know how I know you're gay, <laughs> you love Coldplay and shit like that—and they're just going back and forth, mm. coming up with. I love watching a scene like that when it's going. You can watch two actors yeah. just going back and forth, yeah, and yeah. you know they're going right. We'll pick the best. But they're you can, you can, just fun. You can it looks see fun. The fun. Exactly. I was gonna say you can see they're having fun with yeah. it. And I feel that like Will Farrow does that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, a lot I, of I these. I feel like a lot of Will. Farrow I can't stuff wait is not for that because I'm also a, a writer. Yeah, and I'm gonna be writing a lot, a lot of stuff in the next few years, mm. and I cannot wait mm. to like have my buddies yeah. on set yeah. and be like, all right, let's fucking just do this. Fuck let's yeah. fuck around. You know I mean, we have an hour built into this scene right now just to improvise. Yeah. Let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and just like. I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But those, those, you know, those are the things. That's right? that's the joy, and the, that when I and look when I look at making a video, filmmaking is something that uh, I aspire to to be a oh, filmmaker, cool. director, actor, everything in like like the filmmaking experience. It's something I aspire to, but I also understand there's the monotonous fucking repeating the lines, getting the lighting, doing all the makeup, all that, like the set building. I understand the monotony of some of it, but the fun parts like that that you see, yeah. they excite me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah, to lean into that over the next probably five to ten years doing some filmmaking, some, some more stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, that excites me the most. Yeah, totally, mm. totally. That yeah. gives him a chubby. There is like it's And again, see, this is where it kind of like, so I just filmed, right before I came here, I just filmed a set, um, something on Law and Order. Mm -hmm. uh, and that for me, as much as it was a cool opportunity, not to knock anyone, but it just didn't feel like, I, I didn't, I wasn't invested in this character. It was just like a role, you mm. know what I mean? And it was cool and I was down. And 
you know, there was the first day when we filmed, we had to just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. But it was a fun scene. It was high energy, and I was allowed to, like, be a little bit, like, you okay. know what I mean? So I felt like I was, like, giving. But the second day of, uh, or sorry, the third day of filming, it was a more serious scene, mm. and it was very dry, and it was very, like, whatever. And I just, and I'm just, like, repeating the same lines, and I, I could feel myself just, like, getting <laughs> slowly dying yeah like just like just getting worse at my delivery because i wasn't invested in it and i oh. i think i have to learn to 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 be able to do that to, to fake it to, to yeah but to, that's to part of comedy though isn't it as well to keep the energy in a in a line that you know you've said fucking 14 exactly times. exactly so. yeah but see the thing is is that the 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 um I guess the audience is giving you energy back. That's the thing, right? That's that's the the, the, the trick with comedy is that even though you're you're having to go and, and regurgitate the same thing, the energy comes from knowing you're going to get a reaction right mm, now. Yeah. And versus when you're in like there's a freaking camera here and there's a sound boom there and there's like a bunch of and you're like and you're like sitting there and like actually can you turn a little to the left and you're like yeah and they're like a little more you're like uh-huh and they're like okay now cheat your eye line you're like yeah and they're like and could you put your arm a little bit to, and you're like yeah and they're like okay now say your line and you're like uh-huh <laughs> 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 what am i oh, fuck that what am i yeah i did a, i did a commercial once yeah yeah uh it was a skip the dishes uh commercial uh, it's actually a hilarious story so i i did this commercial yeah my 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 agent messages me uh, the night before, and she's like, hey, I've got an audition for you, Zoom audition tomorrow morning, uh, or tomorrow afternoon at noon, and I'm like, I can't do noon, I've got a podcast, yeah. um, you know, I, it was a, it was a, um, like, a, something I set up ahead of time, tell them I can do before um, uh, the noon, or after 2pm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, or whatever, um, and she's, she, she's in the evening, I message her, I'm like, any word, and she's like, no, we'll likely hear in the morning, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean, we'll hear in the morning, and as we've already talked about, yeah. I'm not a morning person, <laughs> so I'm up all night, still as usual doing my work and I'm like fuck it I don't know what time they're going to get a hold of me but I'm just going to wake up when I wake up naturally yep. Yep. so I woke up at 10 and I see a notification auditions at 11 doable doable because it's at home on zoom yeah. but I still have to yeah. get up uh, do my hair, do my makeup, which is so annoying <laughs> for a fucking Zoom audition. I'm like, can't you use your imagination and just imagine me prettier? Yeah. Like, just imagine me prettier. Just look at the acting and then imagine a professional hair and makeup person yeah. making me look better. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so I do my hair and makeup and then I set up my cameras, my lighting, my blah, 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 whatever, da, da, da. Yeah. And then I look at my audition and I'm like, okay, cool, this is the line, da, da, da. And then I get on and they're like, okay, Leah, so we're just going to get you to walk in and, and then da, da, da. And then you're going to see your husband and he's got the sauce all over his face and then you go to react and da, 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 and whatever and i'm like uh-huh they're like uh, you look a little concerned and i'm like sorry did you say um walk in from camera right and they were like yeah i'm like cool and they're like Is something wrong i'm like oh it's just a little bit blocked there like they're like okay coming from camera left i'm like okay great also um i think i had the wrong audition and they're like what and i'm like i read an audition uh where i'm supposed to be a florist but you said something about my husband yeah and they were like yeah i'm like but it's okay because everything that you said you know sounds very doable and i'm an improviser so we can just go with it if you want <laughs> and they're like okay because <laughs> like, i clearly read the wrong audition notice mm. but i was in the right audition yeah I was like, anything else I should know? And the director just kind of looks at me like the audacity on this woman, right? And he goes, you've got a line. And I'm like, great, what's the line? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, would you like a napkin? And I'm like, would you like a napkin? Great. And then they're like, all right, you ready? I'm like, yeah. And I walk off, like, off camera. And then I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, sorry, one more second. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, is this supposed to be comedic? And they're like, what? I'm like, like, you want me to be funny? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, 
great. And then I walk up again and then I do it and then I just be a goof and mm. then they like laughed. Yeah. And then they start throwing like random things at me. They're like, imagine now there's a cat that walks in with sauce all over it as well. Because yeah. my apparently my husband ate chicken wings all messy. Yeah. And he had sauce all over him. And like a cat walks in and there's like sauce all over the cat as well in the living room now and just react. I'm like, okay. And so I come back in and I'm like, and I see my husband and then I'm like, Baby, whose cat is that? And then they just died laughing because <laughs> they didn't see that coming, right? I'm a comedian. So I get hired for it. <laughs> I, get, yes. I get, end up getting the thing. Fucking hell. And I'm with my girl. I'm helping her practice lines for a role that she's doing. And I get the notice from my agent that says, I've got the, she's like, you got the audition. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, bro, I got the audition this morning. And she's like, oh, that's fucking great. Who's it for? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. I showed up on set and the director was like, I almost thought to like show up with a bouquet of flowers for you. <laughs> and be like, you're going to be a florist today after all. Um, but I was uh, I was mad annoyed with that audition because now I'm in this audition so now uh, with this with this uh, thing because the whole premise was that it was like for Super Bowl or whatever um, and it played a bunch on TV so I got more messages about that commercial than I got about my fucking Academy Award nominated <laughs> film it's insane everybody's like oh my god you're big time now you're part of the Super Bowl you're in the Super Bowl yeah, Ed you're in the Super Bowl yeah. fuck off yeah yeah uh, uh, not sorry not Super Bowl the 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 is it the Super Bowl? No, I'm saying the wrong well, one. Well, you kept saying the Super Bowl. It's not the. I'm so sorry. It's not the Super Bowl. I'm acting like big time. I don't know anything about sports. Podcast is a <laughs> it's, it's, it was one of the big ones though. It was the uh, Super Rose like Bowl. A, probably like a Canada Fucking, one. I don't know, guys. It was a big one. Anyways, the point is was it a, a, a American Jays. football game. It, no, it was. It was the. I don't even fucking know. Uh, that that day. Day. I don't even. Anyway, so the my, the whole premise is is that my husband is eating chicken wings and I walk into the living room mm. and he's made a whole mess and I walk in and they've given me a salad to hold. And, uh, and, and every time I walked in, they're like, tilt the salad down so everybody can see the salad while you walk in and look at your husband. And this is like the whole thing. Yeah. And it's a commercial for Skip the Dishes. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, get these like pants with napkins already on them for game day. And then he wipes his hands on his pants. Yeah. And this is the whole premise, right? That, you know, and I'm like, bro, what would have been so much funnier? And this is why, this is what I'm saying. What would have been so much funnier and way less cliche is to have me on the couch eating like a slob and my husband walk in with a bowl of salad It'd be yeah. like, baby, what? Like, that would have been so much yeah, more comedic yeah, and yeah. way less cliche. So I'm there the whole time doing it, but I'm also like... <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And there's avocados on the salad. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't even allergic to avocados, you fuckheads. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm so pissed. That's why you weren't eating the avocados. It's yeah. husband. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was fun. it was fun. It was good money. They actually repeated it the following year, and oh, I just fuck. got like a few thousand dollars by accident because yeah, they yeah, wanted to do it again. I was like... You know? Some of those royalties. Like, can you imagine? Like, this is this is the thing, right? Like, you just never know what's gonna happen in life. Like, this was the mm. uh, how many things I've tried for mm. and not gotten, and then this thing I show up completely unprepared, no idea what I'm supposed to be doing, and then you roll with it. But again, it's like the improvised scenes. It's way more fun and organic because I didn't practice it. I just came out and I was like, "Papa, here's your that. line." Mm. You know, that's yeah. uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's what you get when you do your crowd work. You get yeah. that unpredictableness. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm conscious of your time. I think we're getting close to you. You're actually speaking of comedy, doing comedy tonight uh, yeah. at, the, at the lounge. But um, before we finish up, let's uh, plug a bit of 
Wow, both your shows. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, take the w- take the wheel. Okay, well, I've got uh, I've got a couple shows on actually. So mm-hmm. I brought back. Um, I was doing a, a show last year mm-hmm. called All That She Wants. It's like Wild Women of Comedy. Yeah. Uh, and I did it last year, uh, and then actually, sorry, this year I ended up doing it um, when I was filming with Amanda Seafried. I was putting one on for International Women's Day. Yeah. L- randomly, she ended up joining my show and co-hosting it oh, with fuck me, off. which was insane. Yeah, we sick. had the most magical time. Yeah. And then I realized, I was like, oh, that's what this show needs, a co-host, because oh, that yeah. banter on stage, because the whole idea is it's like supposed to be like a party vibe. Yeah. We share like jokes, life hacks, sexy secrets. The audience gets to interact. Well, so we surprisingly have a fair few female listeners. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like far more than I anticipated Sick. we would have. So. Well, hopefully come out and party with us. It's going to be like a fun slumber party sleepover vibe yeah, where we sick. like get toasted and make fun of men. Men, you're welcome to come. We yeah. want to, We want some of you there so we can make fun of you. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm going to co-host that with Jill this year. So I'm oh, super sick. excited because we, I, like I said, I had so much fun doing it last year. This year now I get to do it with Jill yep. and, and even better, we're doing it at the Pleasure Gardens. It's yep. part of the Fringe World uh, programming so it's fucking dope. Uh, and then I'm, I'm doing a brand new show. Oh, sick. Uh, I've been Touring my solo around, which was so fun. I yep. won some awards, no big deal. I'm very good. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wanted to write something fresh. Uh, kind of, I think that you would really vibe with it, actually, yeah. just based on the stuff you were saying. Cool. Um, it's about like a journey that I took for like you know trying to like heal and trying finding a better balance and stuff. Yeah. I went to India to an ashram. Oh, uh, I joke that I was like my chakras are fucked up. I could probably go to India and get new ones for cheap. Yeah. So it's, it talks about that, trying to find like a balance between like things like yoga and wine. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's uh, that's my solo show. You'll see on the on the on the poster. I'm actually like on a yoga mat with yeah. like candles and shit, like a sound bowl and a Love glass it. of wine. That's <laughs> you awesome. know, uh, and that's called Aliyah Kanani is a work in progress. I've only got six of both of those shows, so get your tickets. Come see me. Come hang out. It's fun. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. And uh, and Jill's great. I emceed a, um, a show for her and Pony last year, and it was, yeah, they're. Yeah, awesome, yeah. Just well, she just she, she just likes to have fun. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, and that's yeah. what this show is. It's just us up on stage, just being silly. Yeah, and fun and a little wild. She's got the Scottish accent, the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. That's a good combo. I yeah, like that. I think so. Um, and Amo, what, what's uh, what's fighting? Yo, um, out here, I'm out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> As usual. Uh, Fringe 2024. I've got my show, award-winning show, which got patrons pink in uh, Toronto Fringe last year. I was there. He smashed it. Emo mm. Majuk, African Aussie, only doing seven shows this year. Um, tickets are limited. That's going to be at the Laugh Resort. Shouts out to Die Star for hooking that up. Um, also, we've got a one-night-only um, show at Stables, which hasn't gone on sale yet, but it will be oh, in the yeah. next in the next twenty four hours. Upstairs or basement? Uh, upstairs. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it'll be a Valentine's oh. Day show. So Valentine's for any, Day show. Any of Casanovas, money at Stables. Yeah, that's a, good spot. A, a, any of those Casanovas that are looking yeah. to take their uh, their women's out, we've got some special deals as well. Dinner with some comedy, and um, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. I'll you find know. a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Find a date, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So I'll just throw it out to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're looking for a date. Uh, just comment below. <laughs> Aliyah and I are going to be co-hosting that as well. So yeah. that'll be, oh, um, that'll yeah. be, that'll be our Valentine's Day date oh. right there. That's okay. what, no, that is not our Valentine's Day date. That is, that is our not Valentine's our Valentine's Day. Bro, that on is, the record, not our Valentine's Day. our Valentine's <laughs> date right there. So thank you very much. He doesn't even uh, say it right. He says Valentine's. Do you hear this guy? 
Valentine. <laughs> this fucking guy. Valentine's. Can't even get the fucking. You know what I mean? Casanova <laughs> over here. You better organize her. So I've already got my date sorted for today. <laughs> <laughs> you better organize a nice meal, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, Stables have got us uh, sorted as well. You so. know? And a free meal at that. He's like yeah. all inclusive. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, baby, where are we going to go for Valentine's Day? He's like, I got you sorted. We're going to be performing. I'm like, what? Getting <laughs> off scotch free this you year. You said you love uh, yeah. <laughs> I just nah. wanted your dreams to come true, baby. Yeah. We that actually, you know, we did a show in Melbourne uh, just uh, last month. Yeah. The two yeah. of us, uh, yeah. where uh, we basically both did some time on stage. Love we had a that. host. And then we got on stage together. Yeah. And then got people to ask us a couple questions. And we would just fuck Q with each other, which was I'll so yeah. fun. I like that. Success. And relatable to people, well. right? Because yeah. everybody has these relationship things. So we talk about it, like about how, like, you know, how much we love eating together until, like, I had a gluten allergy. And then 100%. our relationship almost fell apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit like this, right? So it's cool. It's cool. It'll be a fun night. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah, that's uh, that's great. Uh, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, you probably see me over the next couple of next weekend, maybe on Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Oh, and if you plug your Tinder around. profile, bro, we're yeah, looking for yeah, a yeah, date. Tinder, swap right on me. No, I deactivated because I am better than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna meet them in person. Uh, Ever since he did those shrooms, he's wild, a new man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom Jesus, Delby. If you see us out in the wild, by the way, if it's like this or like that. And we're not saying hi. It's not that because we're being rude. We're bouncing between shows during Fringe. You know, yeah, shit. And we're trying yeah, to avoid you smelling this B.O. So, oh. um, it's, so uh, it's yeah. so nuts. It's such a race. Mate, watching days. you guys. We're not being rude. So don't be like, oh, I saw Emo for the first time. You're saying he was absolutely What is this guy preemptively apologizing like he's a superstar? He's like, listen, before the tabloids get a hold of it, I'm for <laughs> the people. Do you never hear I'm people? I'm for the people. I'm just, yeah. no, I know, I know. You, you, you never hear people, hey, yo. Like, and he's yeah. like, oh, can't talk yeah. now? And he fucking... Like, it's especially hard for this guy, you know what I mean? Because the thing is, is that he has become recognizable, yeah. but he also does not blend in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of white people walking around in person. <laughs> <laughs> and then his tall... He's fucking tall. Just, but, uh, tall I'm gonna, I'm very tall, my, very black man. <laughs> just. i start growing up my moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Delby's just got a... He got a scooter. Yo, yeah. to, yo, to yeah. get around. Listen, you doing listen. it? So I did it yesterday. Yeah. Um, Beam and uh, the the orange one. Yeah. yeah. Is, I'm surprised I'm he's not, all like shouts out to yeah. Beam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a deal. I'm looking for a deal. So Beam and uh, na and Natros. I think we need is. sponsorship. So yeah. yesterday, I, f I found out a, f uh, a damn life hack, man. I I had a show at the um uh, the court. And yep. I also had one on St. George's Terrace because beams are everywhere. So I, I took a beam all the way to St. George's Terrace. I think it got me there within four minutes. Yep. It was estimated to be a 15-minute walk. Yes. I was just, you should have seen it. I was rolling. Bang. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then there was a, a, a drop-off in front of it. Went to my next gig. Shouts out to Beam for having those um, readily available. Can't wait to do some business. Can't wait to do some business, Beam. Can't wait to do some business, Beam. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Guy. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for Yo, coming on. Fuck. What about your sponsors? Uh, I'll, we'll do that at the end. Yep, we'll okay. do that as a pre-roll. He really but wanted to do more shouts out. Can't you yeah, see him? Yeah, he's, he's like, shout out to the crystal land. Shout out to the Buddha. Shout out to the plant. Shout out to each and every one of you for FYI, people, Buddha was black. <laughs> yeah, like the original no. Israelis. No, that's Ruben. No. <laughs> that's Ruben. Oh. Okay, wow, we got political. That's Ruben, that's Ruben Israelites. <laughs> oh, yes. 
You know, Ruben. like people claiming to. <laughs> oh, but it was fuck. black, yes. Hey, yeah. Ruben. Yeah, we'll hit a bit of that soon. Uh, but uh, thanks for, so much for coming on. Thank like a pleasure having you, having you guys having on. Us. Have uh, a good Bad uh, good respect fringe. for the hard yarns. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah, man. Big thanks up, for being OG. This and, is lovely. Um, we'll have you back anytime. Looking forward to it. Cheers. Peace.